0: Welcome to another episode of How You Can Do with your host, your boy, Alvi Daniel Thompson, Jr. Y'all are in store for a phenomenal show. I'm joined by one of my best friends, Dr. Cody Crockett. Dr. Crockett is a doctor of physical therapy, a coach, and overall a powerful, powerful, powerful man. In today's episode, we talk about how you can utilize nature and the elements to optimize your health. And we also take a deep dive into men's work, masculinity, and ultimately how you can become a better man in your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. I honor you, I appreciate you, and as always, you can too. Enjoy the show dynamic blessings ladies and gentlemen i have a phenomenal powerful motivational inspirational guest on the podcast today these this is one of my brothers in life a person who helps me so much on my physical fitness that i'm so 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 excited to share with you today the one the only dr cody crockett how are you brother
1: Brother, thank you. Yeah, glad to be here, and I appreciate the introduction. Um, I know we're going to have a powerful conversation today. You've helped me a ton in life, and I'm happy to support you as well, and see what we can offer some of your listeners today.
0: Oh, 100%, and that's what I think brotherhood is really about, right? Being able to support each other, help each other, and ultimately be on each other's journeys of being the best men that we can possibly be, because I think that's something that is... More important today than ever is having strong manhood. So I'm excited to dive into that topic a bit.
1: Truly, brother. And a brotherhood is something that is missing now today more than ever. Young men are lost. We're lacking positive role models, and we're lacking a community, a tribe of men that we can support one another with and that we can rely on as well. So, yeah, brotherhood is a powerful thing that I'm happy to share with you. 100%.
0: I can't wait. So for those of y'all listening, Dr. Crockett is based in Alaska right now, and his brand is Primal RX. And first thing I would love for you to do, Cody, is explain what Primal RX is.
1: Yes, thank you. So Primal RX is, uh, it stands for Primal Prescriptions. And Primal Prescriptions is, it's a philosophy of life that we can tap into our primal human nature and our primal spirit as humans that's going to help us out in so many ways with our mental health with our physical health our emotional health our spiritual health and what i see in modern day is a big problem that we have is that health is lacking mental health issues we have mental illness we have physical issues we have emotional disease and there's all these problems that all comes back to this lack of our connection to our primal human nature. And so in my practice as a physical therapist, I've seen how nature can be such a powerful force to heal us and to bring us back to our connection as humans with the natural world. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen is as we've veered further and further away from our connection with nature, that's where we see more of these mental illnesses, these physical diseases, and just this complete Lack of well-being all across the world, so I've seen that as we can tap into our primal human nature and who we are as humans, and facilitate that connection with the natural environment, that can help us to heal ourselves and to perform and live life at the highest level.
0: Mm, so, I love that. I love that, and and for everyone listening. Dr. Crockett is really about this life. I had the pleasure, me and Alejandra, who's my fiance, we had the pleasure of visiting him last July. So I believe that was July of 2021, where we came to visit. And this guy had us in all the nature trails, seeing some of the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful earth that this entire planet has to offer. And he's so knowledgeable with it and being one with nature and understanding nature's impact with us and then he also understands from a movement standpoint how there's such an interconnection between movement and primal living right and i know when you talk about nature you love to talk about the elements and how the elements play a huge role in our life i would love for you to talk about what these elements are and how someone can incorporate these elements into aspects of their life?
1: Great question. The elements. So we have the elements of air, water, earth, and fire. And as a whole, I like to consider these four elements as a vitamin, similar to a vitamin that you would consume on a daily basis for your nutrition. I like to think of the elements as a vitamin, let's call it vitamin N for nature. Mm, (laughs) And when we can get those sufficient dosages of vitamin N and the natural elements that can help us to maintain what's necessary for us to have as healthy humans. For example, let's consider the fire element. Now the fire element is the element of light. It's the element of heat, of say, metabolism, thermogenesis. And if we simplify it to say nature, the greatest, most simple form of the fire element is the sun, which represents heat and light. A big problem that we have nowadays is that so many of us are in this world of technology. We have artificial lights in front of us. We're recording this podcast on a video here. We have Mm -hmm. artificial screens. We have fluorescent light bulbs. And so we have this imbalance of the fire element when we have all of this artificial light. So when we're exposing ourselves to artificial light and we're looking at, say, you're looking at your telephone screen late into the evening. Well, that light that we get from these artificial lights, it tricks our body into thinking that it's daytime which disrupts our circadian rhythm which is our body's natural cycles of wakefulness and sleep which then can interrupt our hormones our appetite and all of these different problems that can occur because of this and all of this is a result of our misalignment with the fire element so by becoming more connected to the natural cycles of the rising and the setting of the sun, we get to tune our body to the natural rhythms of nature. Mm. And that's just an example with the fire element. And Mm -hmm. we could say the same thing with the air element, the water element, the earth element. And as a whole, I like to look at each of these elements and look at what a healthy relationship with these elements looks like and then also where a unhealthy relationship with these elements can show up. So when we can identify what a healthy relationship is with the natural elements, then we can align ourselves with those natural elements. And ultimately, when we can realign ourselves with the natural elements, our health just naturally seems to fall into place. Right. So, I'm very blessed to be up here in Alaska where we have a very high dose of the natural elements and especially the fire element in the summertime and which this can also interrupt our natural sleep as well. So Mm. it's just for each of us and for each of the listeners to recognize where these elements show up in our world. And then also having a positive relationship with these elements and nature on a greater level.
0: No, it makes so much sense and I love how you gave the example where we can look at and understand that there's a proper balance that needs to be had. And when we don't have a good relationship with one of the elements, it's gonna show up in negative, ineffective ways in our life. And then when we have a positive relationship with it, it's gonna have positive benefits in our life. Could you go through just a really high level, maybe a couple of sentences of each, for how would a person know if they have a healthy relationship with the specific element? And then, what would it look like, or what would they be experiencing if they have an unhealthy relationship with that specific element?
1: Mm, sure. So, for example, if we look at the water element, so many of us are in a place where it's tough to know are we getting enough water? Are we drinking enough water? What is the quality of water? So, it can be very confusing to have an idea on, you know, Am I getting enough water? And what kind of water quality am I getting? Right. So a good way for us to be able to tap into what a healthy water source would be, would be to understand that we're looking for good quality water. We're looking for some sort of filtered water. The cleaner, the better. And then also having an idea on how much water we should be drinking on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of different recommendations out there. If say one recommendation would be to, take your pounds in body weight and drink half of that in ounces of water. Right. So If I weigh 200 pounds, then I'm aiming for 100 ounces of water every day. Right. So that would be an example with the water element. Now with food, it's a little bit easier because the food or the earth element, for example, which I liken to food because our food comes from the earth. So if we use food as our example for the earth element, what we want to be doing is choosing food that actually grows from the earth. So we're looking at real foods and these foods include foods that your grandmother would recognize as food, not foods that are in packages or foods that are powdered and you need to add water. Those aren't necessarily foods or they're just poor sources of food. So the closer that we can get our food to nature, the better it's going to be. So if I go out and I kill a caribou here, well, that's a pretty close relationship with nature. I'm going out into nature to actually acquire and hunt my food, and I may gather a couple berries along the way. So the closer that we can get our food to nature, the better.
0: Right, and something that really helped me with that aspect of understanding that relationship with the food, and in this case, the earth element, is essentially, if your food roamed the earth, you're in a good place, right? Mm -hmm. Or if it grew from the earth, you're in a good place, right? If you're focusing on those two things, you're going to be in a really good spot with your nutrition versus if it was heavily, heavily, heavily processed, meaning a whole lot of work had to go in to making this quote unquote food or edible substance. That's the difference, right? How much work and process how to go into creating it versus could you see that thing walking? Could you see that thing growing?
1: Great point. Exactly. And I would even take it a step further. And, you know, if your food has a nutrition label, then it's likely not as close to the earth element as you might think, because I have never seen any moose walking around here with a nutrition label sticking on (laughs) this. So if it's got a nutrition label. Uh, Look for food that doesn't have a nutrition label and that's going to keep you aligned with the earth element
0: I love that. Love that great point. So we got good stuff with the earth equaling food Water being hydration. How would you explain air?
1: air Yeah, so air the simplest way to look at it is the air that we breathe now air is abundant air is all around us We want to have a high quality air So if we can be outside and we're in fresh air or we're in nature, we're going to have a a great abundance of healthy, clean, crisp air. If we're indoors, we want to have some sort of filtration system. A HEPA filter tends to be the best, but the problem is more so that people just aren't breathing. And if they are breathing, it's a very inefficient way of breathing. Mm -hmm. So the best way that, or the first place that we want to start with when tapping into the air element is to start to become aware of our breathing. So if you can be aware of how you're breathing and what it feels like to breathe and to recognize if you're breathing at all. So many people are in a pattern of sitting throughout the day or living a stationary life where they may not be moving as much as they would like to be. And when we're not moving, then the processes in our body start to slow down because if our bodies are inactive, then the processes of our bodies become inactive as well. And that includes our breathing. So if we can just become aware of how we're breathing and when we're breathing and start to cultivate better patterns of breathing and to understand how we can actually breathe properly in a way where we're breathing into our belly we're breathing in through our nose bringing air into the belly and that's a great way that we can soak up this abundance of the air element that surrounds us all so the first step would be aware of your breathing and then notice your breathing pattern and if we can promote a better breathing pattern then you're going to be actually utilizing the earth or the sorry the air element because and this is actually a really interesting point. Because if we're breathing, say you're breathing, like most people breathe is in a very inefficient way through their chest and through their neck. Hmm. If there's excessive engagement of the accessory muscles of the neck of the throat of the upper chest, that's a very inefficient way of breathing. Because we want to get the air deep down into our belly. Because this is where the most of the blood in our lungs lies. Gravity pulls blood to the bottom parts of our lungs. In order for us to get air into the body, we need to breathe air deep down into the belly where the majority of that blood pools. Majority of people are breathing through their chest and their neck and their throat, and they're never actually getting that air down into their belly where all the blood is. So. It's really important that we tap into belly breathing and that you learn how to belly breathe. And a simple way for many of the listeners to do this instantly right now is to put one hand on your chest, one hand over your belly button. And when you take a deep breath in, you want the hand on your belly button to rise up. And when you exhale, you want that hand to fall back down. Mm. If the hand up on your chest and your throat area is moving up and down that's an inefficient way of breathing we want the hand that lies on the chest to be stationary we want that to stay still and for all this motion to happen in our belly and i understand that many people don't want to be seen with a big buddha belly when they're taking a deep belly breath i get that that's the stigma of you know aesthetically pleasing physiques but we want to be able to have a soft belly when we're breathing because Breathing is important because without breathing, we're without life. So embrace your Buddha belly, cultivate a better breathing pattern. And this is a great way that you can tap into the earth or the air element at a high level.
0: I love that. I love that. I mean, breathing is so important. And it's so funny for those of you listening, uh, you probably wouldn't have been able to heard this because I put my microphone on mute, but literally as Cody was talking about the air element, how important it is for movement. I literally just adjusted my stand-up desk so I could stand up and and get off my behind because I've had a bunch of meetings today and I've had a lot of sitting going on so I literally stood up and got my body moving a little bit more. So thank you for that, Dr. Crockett. And second thing is the breath is so important also from a hormonal standpoint because if we're consistently shallow breathing Our body actually thinks we're in fight or flight mode, thinks we're in the sympathetic mode. And as a result, cortisol, which is the stress hormone, can get way up. So oftentimes, if you're someone listening and you're a shallow breather, notice how your body typically feels. Do you feel like you're like kind of wired? Do you feel like you're feeling a little stressed or a little anxious? The easiest way that you can start to combat that is through deep belly breathing like Dr. Crockett was talking about. So I really appreciate you bringing that up.
1: Yeah, brother, and just to expand on that a little further, the environment that we spend our time in nowadays, it sets us up to be inactive and be in a state of stress. And if we're inactive and we're in a state of stress, what happens is our breathing becomes inefficient or we hold the breath. And that can further facilitate these stress hormones to be released into the body. Also, what can happen is we can breathe in an inefficient way which then causes our body to think it's under stress, which releases more stress hormones. So it's a two-way street. The beautiful thing is we can use our breath to take control of not only our attention in the present moment, but also to regulate our stress hormones. So we can use the breath as a way to bring our focus back to ourselves to then modulate how we breathe in and out, which then can impact and modulate our hormones. So one of the best tools that we have with us that any one of you listening has is the ability to tap into your breathing, to manage your stress, to manage your present awareness in the present moment. So being able to just slow down your breathing and a, a good tip that i suggest people is to make your exhale twice as long as your inhale. So right, if yeah. I inhale over two, two seconds to, I want to exhale over four seconds. Mm-hmm. So if I continue that, breathing pattern of a one to two ratio of an inhale to exhale after two, three minutes of that, I'm going to down regulate my stress hormones, bring my energy back into myself, find a state of calm, peace, clarity, and ultimately become emotionally grounded. So that's kind of a deep topic that we could dive into, but um, that's just kind of like a surface view of how we can use our breathing to actually control our, our hormones and our attention.
0: I love that, no, it makes perfect sense. And like you said, and for everyone listening, Dr. Crockett can literally go into a master class on each and every one of these subjects. And it's something that we're doing with another project that we're working on together, but we'll tell you more about that later. That's right. But, but I appreciate this. And I know you spoke a little bit into the fire element, but can you give just, again, a, a quick overall view of like what does it look like if your fire element is out of whack and ultimately how can you optimize it or begin to start to optimize it
1: love that the fire element the fire element is one of the most important elements uh, not to play favorites or anything but the fire element is so prevalent to all of us on a daily basis because we're exposed to artificial light, whether that's from our phone, from our computers, from fluorescent light bulbs, or even just street lights, A lot of this, these artificial lights will interrupt our natural hormone rhythms within the body. As I mentioned earlier, there's something called circadian rhythm and circadian rhythm is the natural cycles of day and night. Well, our bodies have a hormonal rhythm that aligns with circadian rhythm. Well, it's supposed to align with circadian rhythm when we're in nature. The problem happens when we're using our phones or these devices late into the night, or if somebody's watching TV before they fall asleep to go to bed, or they're having the lights on when they sleep. A lot of times this exposure to artificial light will interrupt our hormones, specifically the release of melatonin. And when the light impacts our melatonin, that interrupts our sleep. So even if someone gets up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom, if you turn on all the lights, Mm -hmm. even for just a minute, that's gonna completely shock the melatonin in your system and tell your body that it's daytime because Mm our bodies are programmed on a primal level to have this relationship with nature to be in alignment with this rhythm of nature and when we can be in alignment with that rhythm that's when our hormones are optimized and one of the biggest problem that i've seen in many of the men that i've worked with is that if they're nighttime workers if they're shift workers Mm. is they have a very difficult time with mental health and losing weight and with losing weight this is something that many people have a difficult time with is they may have their diet dialed in they may think they have their exercise and their movement dialed in but what they don't realize is the role that sleep plays and if their sleep's interrupted If they're getting less than seven and a half hours of sleep or if they're shift workers, a lot of times this is going to interact with and it's going to interrupt their natural production of hormones. So it can be very difficult for someone to lose weight as a shift worker. It can be very difficult for someone to have optimal testosterone levels if they're not getting enough sleep. And look around us, we see all so many people have difficulty sleeping. Right. So many people are on their phones late and they're scrolling before they go to bed. Ideally, we want to be putting our phones away at least one hour before we go to bed. Yeah, minimum. Uh, minimum, yeah, at hmm. least. And you know, I fall into the same trap sometimes, That's but it. I also pay the price and I recognize that. So just bringing awareness to having practices and having uh, better hygiene around our sleep where we can protect our sleep because this is literally one third of our life. And hormones are going to be off, going to have a hard time losing weight or even having um, healthy, optimal testosterone levels as a young man. And just by cultivating more boundaries around our light exposure, around this fire element, and also one of the best ways that we can tune ourselves to the circadian rhythm and having a healthy relationship with the fire element is just to get outside, get outside, get sunlight on the skin, at least 20 minutes a day, and doing that in the earlier part of the day, because right. when you do that, that then tells your body that this is daytime. It optimizes your body for daytime, which then, as the day goes on, that's a way that you're going to then be able to wind down and fall asleep. So if we can get sunlight during the day, it's even better if you can catch the sun sunset at night before, you wind down. And then once the sun goes down, turn the lights down in your house. If you can dim them down or use things such as candles, salt lamps, more amber, reddish lighting, this is a way that you can help yourself to stay in alignment with the circadian rhythm to have better sleep and to optimize your hormones.
0: 100%. It's such a great point. And for those listening to give you an even deeper understanding of why it's important to have those amber lights, which are those more orange and red type of lights, is because most of the LED light bulbs that majority of people are using are more of a white color, or they call it a blue light. It's a blue light, but it's a white color. So if you have like those super bright white lights that are inside of your room, your body, just like Dr. Crockett said, your body thinks that it's sunlight. So that starts to throw off the hormones that are supposed to be utilized at the specific time. So again, if you can get as much sun as you can as early in the day, and then I love that point of, you know, really seeing that sunset so that your body understands like, okay, the sun's going down. That means I'm supposed to wind down. That's going to go a huge, huge, huge way in helping you optimize your energy levels all throughout the day. And the last thing I wanted to touch on with that aspect too, Cody, is what we get to understand as people is that The way our bodies work, they work like this because this is how it's been for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years, right? Yet a lot of these advances that we have today in technology and for many of us that we've been used to our entire lives have only been like a tiny blip in our human existence. So what our body actually needs versus what our body typically gets access to are at odds. They're really fighting against each other. So when Cody says like, hey, like, Get back to nature, get your vitamin N in, it's because that's what your body truly requires to optimize at its highest level.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's exactly what you said, LV. And most of the problems that we see are more modern day problems. Right. And I look at them as these are diseases of over domestication of the human Mm -hmm. species because as we become further removed from nature, and as we become more domesticated, we're now staying inside majority of the day with artificial lighting and an artificial environment. We can order food that's delivered to the doorstep. The water that many people are drinking is coming from your municipal supply. So we've become further removed from our natural environment. we become disconnected from our primal human nature. And that's why we see depressions, widespread, we see disease all across the world. We see distress in most of the people we're seeing on a daily basis. So we're in this state of just mental illness, physical disease, and just this sense of being unwell. And what I've seen is, as we can cultivate a healthier relationship with nature, and as we can rediscover this connection with nature, everything starts to work better. Our minds start to be better they work in more efficient ways. We feel a greater sense of ease. It seems like our bodies start to feel better and they look better. And that's my mission is to help people to rediscover nature at a high level and use that as a way to help them heal and improve themselves so they can help to enhance themselves over their personal growth journey. And so there's so many ways that we can just tap into the elements of nature. And many of these things are no additional cost. It's just a matter of just tapping into the free elements of nature and your true human nature. Because we come from nature. And if we start to remove ourselves from nature and we lose that relationship and lose that connection, well, this is exactly what we'd expect to see because many of these modern advances have happened over the last 100 years or in the recent decades and we 100%. see that things are spiraling further out of control and there's no drugs that's going to fix it there's no new app or program or social media platform that's going to fix it it's going to come back to each and every one of us to take responsibility to learn about our primal human nature and how we can recultivate that connection with it and that's really what my mission is is to to share that, bring a tribe together, and to help people to take their health and well-being to the next level.
0: Amen, amen. It's something that is, it's so important. It's something that we're both extremely passionate about. And it's something that we both do in our individual practices, one for ourselves, and then with those that we lead and that we serve. What I wanna transition to a little bit here is really diving into men's work, right? Mm. I know you're coming out with a lot more content. You've been really, optimizing your YouTube and just putting more messages out there, and you've really been gearing them towards men. And something that I've been felt, I felt called to do for a while and that I'm starting up in September is my first men's group, but actually doing it live and building community in the South Florida area. So both of us are kinda on a similar path right now in terms of taking this work and really, really focusing on men for this chapter of life. And I'm curious, what got you into the men's work aspect of things?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So what got me into the men's work aspect of things is, one, I'm a man and uh, I've been interested in this journey of personal growth and self-optimization. And I've realized over the last, um, say 10 or 15 years, I'm 33 now, Uh, back around when I was in my early 20s, was I realized that there was this whole world of self-improvement, of personal growth and being able to learn and grow and evolve into a a new, greater person. And realizing along the way that this comes through finding and having positive role models and having an example of, what would it look like for me to take my life to the next level what would it look like for me to become the greatest version of myself and when i looked around me and i saw where i was i was surrounded by a bunch of you know great friends but it was keeping me where i was and there was a certain standard within that that network i was in where it kept me comfortable it kept me where i was where I wanted to strive to improve and to push the boundaries and to learn how I can then level up and become a greater man. Mm -hmm. And so I sought out role models, examples of men that were actually doing things that I wanted to be doing Mm -hmm. and to go to them and to, you know, ask for coaching or to get a mentor. And then understanding that having a positive role model and having an example of what it could look like to be a positive masculine confident man taking action in the world by having examples and having a role model and having a coach to help support me in stepping into and embodying a healthy masculine energy within myself along with you know leadership principles principles of seeking excellence holding myself to a higher standard communication and looking at different ways that I could align myself and surround myself with other men that are on a similar journey. And that's where I really saw growth skyrocket for myself is when I stepped into and got out of my comfort zone and reached out to men that I saw that were having success, that were maybe making people uncomfortable in that they were pushing the limits and getting outside of the box that many people live their world in. Mm -hmm. When I was able to then find those role models, find those friends, form a community and a tribe, a brotherhood, that's where we could then help to keep each other accountable. We could help to lean on each other if we needed support. We could see how, I could see how my brother may handle a certain difficult situation and how he was able to navigate a difficult time and the lessons that he learned and then he could share that with me and support me so there's a big the biggest problem that men have nowadays is that we don't have positive role models right. and then further we don't have a brotherhood friends that help to support us in a positive way and when we can recult- we can form that tribe we can form that brotherhood and we can Surround ourselves with other positive men, then we can bring out more of these positive masculinity characteristics because there's this all this talk about toxic masculinity and shaming of young men telling them that you know, your your drive to want to be competitive or to To strive to be ambitious or to have great aspirations Looking at that there's some people that would say that's this toxic masculinity where I think toxic masculinity could occur when somebody, a man, is denying his natural masculine essence. When a man is too timid or too shy or shameful about his strength as a masculine man and he denies his masculinity, that's where we're going to see more of these sort of negative traits come out of, say, toxic masculinity. So by Teaching men and helping to lead men to step into a more positive relationship with their masculinity—that's going to help to bring out that tr- that masculine energy as a man, which is, I mean, that's what men want. That's what women are looking for, and that's why there's a lot of women out there that are asking, "Where are all the real men?" Mm, yep. And and I think part of it is—you know—this may be a little controversial, but men are being told nowadays that they want to be more in their feelings to share their emotions well i think it's positive to understand our feelings and understand what our emotions are telling us but we also need to understand that there's a time to ignore our feelings there's a time to ignore emotions because if we live life based off of oh i don't feel like going to the gym or I feel like eating donuts and pancakes. If we allow our feelings to dictate the actions that we take, then that's gonna lead us in a direction of not being masculine, of not being strong. It's gonna show weakness because as a man, as a healthy, strong, masculine man, you wanna be focused on your mission, on holding yourself to a high standard and helping to support others around you and lift them up. So when we can have a positive example of what masculinity can look like and then also start to have a positive relationship with that, that's where we can embody more of these positive traits and ultimately we can start to become stronger leaders. We can be the people that others can come to and rely on because when they can trust us to stay emotionally grounded to be able to be calm in difficult situations, even though I may feel like I'm stressed and anxious and very intense with a lot of energy, I don't want that to then show in my physiology. If I can breathe through that and I can be calm during the storm, that's going to show strength. And that's really what we need now is we need men to be strong, to be able to be the ones that can endure challenge, that can face obstacles head on. And that's really what it's about is, you know, understanding we have these feelings and emotions to understand what it's telling us, but also to understand that we don't want to live in a way where we're allowing our feelings to dictate the directions that we take in life.
0: Amen. Amen. I mean, so well put so many great nuggets in there. And I think a reason why masculinity is not where it should be right now is that there's no to your point earlier, it's like, there's not enough mentors, right? It it took you being in your 20s, to realize like, hey, I want to better myself. I want to grow. But then you look at your friend circle. And it's like, well, these people aren't doing it. Like I could see it's not in my immediate community right now. So I got to go find it. And I think it can be very easy to be comfortable where one is at, And as social creatures, want to just fit in to what's around us cuz we want to be accepted but once there's this calling within you to do something greater and grow more you have to go out and you have to go find that especially in today's society cuz we're missing it from our elders before it was the elder men who would tell the younger men you know about life experiences and talk about hey these are the things that you're going through and and I remember going through this and this is what I learned both from doing it Properly and doing it in an effective manner and same thing with women, right? Women would have their elders and they would learn about womanhood in that way. But right now especially in America We really a couple of things one We shun older people kind of want them to go away and like not be incorporated with what they're what we're doing and then also too, there's a lot of people who are grown children where they're, you know, 40 50 60 70 80 year old kids because they never matured. They never learned how to really embody you know, their masculinity in a proper way. And I think right now, it really is so important for men to come together and learn how to be strong men. And again, even for me, when I think about feelings and emotions, you know, I think there's a lot of talk out there that's like, first it was all about like, oh, okay, like experience your emotions, like acknowledge your feelings, all of those things. And then now I even see some people where it's like, you no, know, fuck your feelings, fuck your emotions, they don't matter, this, that, the other. And I feel like there's a there's somewhere in between there that is, at least in my opinion, in my experience, most effective. Because here's the thing, as men, I think one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest lies we're told is that we're supposed to do it on our own. You wanna go be successful, you gotta be a self-made man. You gotta do it by yourself, when in reality, no one does anything by themselves. Like I don't, to me, it's not possible to be self-made because someone helped you along the way or someone gave you a chance in your business or there's always more than just the individual involved. But when it comes to properly talking things out, that's why I think men's groups can be very beneficial right now. Because again, if I'm going through things and I am have struggles in life, usually I'm gonna wanna go explain those things to another man in the sense of like, hey, like, how would you work through this thing? Right. What have you found to be effective? What are you seeing that I'm not versus going to a woman where it's like a woman's probably not going to want to hear that. Right. They might say they want to, but it it really does make the man look weak, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like we need to have each other to one, check in on each other, make sure like, hey, like you good. Are you doing all the things that you said that you were going to do? but then also checking in on like, hey, like, how are you? Like, you doing all right? Uh, I see you haven't worked out in, in a few weeks, you're starting to gain weight. I'm not judging you, calling you fat, but I know this isn't you. And clearly there's something going on behind the scenes because why else would you look like this right now, right? So it's important as a man to have other men in your life who you are willing to check on you, right? And do those things. And then lastly, overall, it's really making sure like, as a man, you're always taking personal responsibility. I I think that's one of the biggest pillars of masculinity is taking responsibility for the self. Wherever I feel like I'm, I have to be able to look myself in the mirror and if something's not going properly in my life, the person I see in the mirror, that's the reason why it's not going right. It's not because of my boss or it's not because of my fiance or it's not because of the government, like it's, it's my fault. So how do I go about fixing it and if I don't know what to do, that's where having other great men in your life, or in this case, in my life, is so important because then I can go to that man and ask them and be like, hey, like, this is what's going on. This is how I'm interpreting it. What am I missing? What are you seeing? And then it takes a real man to be open to feedback. But the caveat is that feedback has to come from someone you actually trust and who you know has your best interests at heart, not someone that's just gonna you know, shit on you just because.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of good points there and it's when we're looking for support we want something that we someone that we can count on and many times as men we want to go to other men because they're going to be a little more direct with us and they're going to be willing to tell us more of the hard truths of you know elvie i love you and you're doing great but you know when you did this thing here this is this made me feel like you don't really care about this. You know, what would it look like to, you know, where are you at with this? What would it look like to move forward in this way and be a little bit more direct and clear where a a woman, a lot of times they want us to feel good. They are going to tell us in in the moment of, you know, things that may make us feel, feel good because it's, that's what it's about, right? Right. Where a lot of times they don't want to upset us or offend us where our men were a little bit more rough around the edges. And so being able to provide that criticism and and get feedback from people that we trust, that we look up to that have already been able to achieve what we're looking to achieve. They already have proven success in certain areas. And so being able to rely on those sort of men, and then to your other point and responsibility, there's a big problem nowadays where so many people are are taking away they're disempowering themselves they're giving away their their responsibilities and when they're not take when we're not taking responsibility for ourselves it's in a way we're not taking ownership for who we are and when we can step into and take responsibility for hey you know what i messed up on this thing this is my bad i take complete responsibility now next time this is how i can do better when I can take ownership for that and be responsible, that takes strength. That takes awareness within yourself to recognize when you may not have done your best and to be able to own that as a man. Not only is that gonna earn you respect of your peers and your brothers, but it's also going to earn you respect and it's going to earn admiration by the females in our lives. So when we can actually take ownership and be responsible for ourselves, it's highly attractive to men, to women, to everyone, because so many people are, nowadays, they're timid, or they're shameful, or they're shy, and they're not willing to actually be bold and take action because they're afraid of upsetting someone or being labeled as, you know, offensive or not politically correct or whatever that means. Well, I think it's time to stop walking on eggshells and take radical responsibility and extreme ownership for everything that we do. And when we can do that as men, that then puts us back in the driver's seat that's empowering. And that gives us the strength to be able to have confidence knowing that you can do anything. And even if it fails or it goes wrong or in a direction that we don't want it to, that we can still handle that and that we can navigate that and still take responsibility. Because even if we fail, that's where a lot of the biggest lessons are learned. Right. It's through these challenges and overcoming these obstacles that we grow the most and through learning through that and taking responsibility for ourselves and actions that we do, that's where we can really become, we get to put ourselves back into the driver's seats of our lives. And that's really what men need to do is to step up, become the leaders of our own lives so that we can lead our family, our friends, and then the people in our communities.
0: Mm, Amen. Amen. What would you say to a man that's listening to this right now, that's resonating with what we're saying, but maybe they don't know where to start? What would you say would be some, some key actions that they could take in order to start that journey?
1: Yeah, great question. So, first off, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to Elvi. We're both men on this similar journey on uh, forming a tribe, a brotherhood. So, if you want to reach out to me, you can do that at codyprimalrx.com. At it's a good way to get in contact with me. Um, another way is to, yeah, to just assess your situation and to look at who are the men in your lives that you look up to? And to identify who are some of the role models that you look at and you want to aspire to be? Who are the men that are doing the things that you want to be doing? And see if it's a possibility for you to connect with them on a deeper level. Or if not, find ways that you can reach out and start to expand your network of men. You know, I... I'm forming a tribe a community. And I heard you say earlier that you're launching a men's group here in September. And, you know, a great thing that I'm doing now is I'm launching a men's aesthetic physique program that's going to be coming out very soon. And it's designed to help men to build confidence to sculpt an aesthetically pleasing physique and to build masculine strength within themselves. And in this, it's a program that walks you through this transformation of embodying your primal masculinity of yourself while also sculpting your body and getting the tools to build up your confidence and become more connected with men. So that's something that you could find that on my website at primalrx.com. And, um, up there right now, if if you're just looking to get started and this is completely new stuff to you and you just want to get your feet wet, um, and just start to take the first step on your journey would be you can get my free peak physique playbook on my website, primalrx.com. And that'll help to just help you to take those first couple of steps to get your peak physique underway. So there's free resources out there. You can connect with me, connect with LV and just, you know, check out my YouTube channel. It's primal Rx, talking a lot of topics around self-help men's help, uh, personal development, uh, talking a lot about sculpting an aesthetic body, physique, health, and more. I mean, everything, many of the things we talked about today and more. So just starting to find who positive role models of other men are that you look up to, and then also meet some new friends, find a brotherhood, create a tribe, where you can discuss many of the concepts that we're discussing here and also tap into a lot of the information out there so that you can start to cultivate a more positive relationship with your masculinity and also to level up your health in all ways, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And the best ways to do that is to have a brotherhood that you can rely on and help add value to them while you're also receiving value yourself. It's a win, win, win. Mm,
0: I love that. I love that. No, it's so important. Like you said, always bring value to the equation. There's always something that you could be helping somebody with, and there's always something that you could be getting help from another person. So I love that aspect of it. And as you're talking, Cody, something that came up for me is, you know, when you talk about like, hey, for this person who's trying to take that next step, it's almost like even if you can't get in contact with that person who you really look up to, an exercise I like to do and teach people is to embody those qualities that you really like of that other person. So say Cody's the person you look up to and you wanna you know, be more like Cody or live life a little bit more like Cody, but you couldn't get in contact with him. First thing you would do, you start to think, well, what are the aspects of Cody's life that I really, really enjoy? What are the his qualities or his ways of being that are really attractive to me and simply start to do that thing. So if you see Cody as disciplined, start to say for yourself, hey, how can I tap into more discipline? What are the actions that I can take? If you see that Cody's diligent, what do you get to do to be more diligent? And you can almost just think of whoever that person is and tap into that person's energy, tap into that person's persona so that you could take that action and not just be stuck in your own head of saying, well, hey, well, this is how I've always been. What you've been in the past doesn't have to be who you are today. Who you are today is completely dictated through your actions and how you move through your life. So if you wanna make changes, simply decide to do it now. And if you feel like you can't do it on your own, reach out to somebody or embody the qualities that that other person has.
1: Yeah, Elvie, I really like how you said that the identifying what the qualities are in the role models that you look up to. And when you can identify what those qualities and characteristics are, that's when you wanna start to visualize yourself embodying those qualities and characteristics. Because if you can imagine and you can visualize and see a crystal clear picture of yourself behaving in the way of being disciplined, of being diligent, of being focused, of communicating well, of standing with good posture and being kind and generous and loving. If you can identify these qualities and you can visualize yourself being that type of person and you continually do that day after day, you're gonna attract more of that energy and you're gonna embody and take on more of those qualities and characteristics. So just by getting clear on what the qualities characteristics, the behaviors of these men that you look up to and starting to behave that way, starting to think that way, starting to speak that way, move that way, stand that way, doing all of these things in a way where you're being that person, that's when you embody those qualities. That's when you become that person. And that's truly the essence of what it means to embody. So when you can be those qualities, that's when you go from being that person, you then are doing the things that person does, and then you get to have the lifestyle that that person has, all from becoming and being that person.
0: Amen. Amen. And at the end of the day, you know, that starts as inspiration, and it turns to action. And I think something that is very applicable to manhood is discipline. And when I think about discipline, it's simply being in integrity, doing the things that you say you're going to do, living into your values, living your principles, and following that day in and day out. And to Cody's point earlier, not falling victim to your feelings and your emotions that are constantly changing. Right, As a human being, your feelings and your emotions are going to constantly change, yet you don't need motivation in order to do what's required of you to take that next step in life. You simply show up and do the thing that you say you're going to do and that's going to create the motivation and the inspiration that you're looking
1: for. That's exactly it. When you have a clear game plan and you have a step-by-step system to follow, all you need to do is take action and alignment with that step-by-step process. When you have the game plan, when you have a map that you can follow, it takes all the thought out of it. All you need to do is to execute and you can ignore your feelings at that step. Because if you don't feel like going to the gym, but your plan tells you to go to the gym, then hey, what type of person are you? Are you the type of person that's a disciplined person that can delay gratification and set your feelings aside and take action, especially when you don't want to, which is discipline? Well then, that those are the type of people that actually get the results. Those are the people that get the success. So when you have a game plan, when you have a blueprint, and a map to follow, just stick to the plan. And if you do that day after day, regardless of how you feel, results are inevitable.
0: Ooh, (laughs) little mic drop, I like that. (laughs) I like that. Cody, this has been an extremely, extremely, extremely fruitful and powerful conversation. I appreciate your time, all of the wisdom that you've dropped, and I appreciate above all, our friendship, our bond, our brotherhood, and everything that we're bringing to the world. So thank you so much for being the man that you are. And for all the people listening, where can they find you online?
1: Yeah, brother, amazing. Elvie, appreciate you having me on. Always a pleasure talking with you. Excited for what we're building together and just to have this discussion. I mean, I hope there was a lot of value that your listeners got out of it. If they're looking to connect with me, you can find me on my website at primalrx.com. You can email me at cody@primalrx.com. At you can find me on YouTube if you search Primal Rx. That's my channel there. We're talking all of the topics we talked about today and more. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at cody.crockett. Crockett is with two Ts. And... Yeah, man. Uh, Anybody's got any questions, comments, concerns, shoot me an email. I love to connect, love having these conversations and yeah, keep an eye out for my men's aesthetic physique program. I call it the map. So we get people put on the map and like I said earlier, once you got the map and you're on the plan, all that is, is just following the plan, going through the video course, doing the assignments, the exercises, sticking to the workouts, the game plan. A ton of bonuses that come along with that, and all it is is just you, you get on the map, you stick to the plan, and execute. And like I said, results are inevitable. So, Ooh. looking for more info on that, you can find that on promoRX.com. And yeah, I think that's good for now. Appreciate you having me on, brother.
0: Hey, my pleasure, brother. My pleasure. And for everyone listening, make sure you do yourself a solid. Check out Doctor Crockett. Super smart dude has a YouTube channel, has a podcast, has a book available. He has plenty of resources for you to grow into a better version of yourself. And Cody, I'm um, really looking forward to building more magic in this world together.
1: Likewise, brother. Thank you. And if you're looking for coaching too, you can uh, find coaching on the website as well. So I'd be happy to help you with that too.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for tapping in and can't wait to have you on again.
1: Thank you, brother. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. Peace.